0: This your boy, Savon, checking in from the Living Room Podcast, and I got a brand new episode for y'all, the people, for the culture, and I got a special guest checking in with me here today, man, and this one is for hip-hop, man, for the real hip-hop purists, man. I'm talking about this man is the founder of the Source Awards, the founder of uh, The Source Magazine, co-founder of Hip Hop Weekly, and he has a new venture on the way, and I want you all to check for it, all right? So we're going to get into it. Give it up for Dave Mays, y'all. Yes, straight from The Source. Check in with us, all right? Yaki, you just fine. Appreciate you joining me here at the Living Room Podcast, man. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, man. Hey, you you are big in the culture. I know you've heard this a lot. But what you did for hip hop and just um, introducing new ways of how to connect with this new generation of hip hop uh, fans and hip hop purists has been big, man. So big ups to you. And I definitely want to give you a flowers before starting off. Appreciate that. No problem. No problem. I know you got a new a new venture that just started up. Breakbeat. Um, Can we get in? Can we talk about that, man? Your new baby, man. Breakbeat. Let's talk about it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm excited, man. Uh, um, So we just officially launched uh, last week, uh, Wednesday, and we dropped uh, the first few episodes from our first podcast, which is called Don't Call Me White Girl. But uh, Breakbeat as a whole, the first uh, part of it that we've launched is uh, a hip hop podcast network. Okay, so it's a a network of shows, different types of shows. Uh, Some are uh, visual, some are audio. Uh, Some are kind of host uh, discussion format type podcasts. And then we're also doing a lot of uh, more highly produced format podcasts, uh, narrative, audio documentaries, things like that, that have become really, really big in the podcasting space the past several years. But um, it just feels like there's a void out there uh, when it comes to hip hop and the culture being represented broadly uh, in the podcast industry. Um, you know, There's a lot of good uh, individual hip hop podcasts out there, but um, I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg of what hip hop can bring into the podcasting space. Um, and especially in that side of the kind of audio storytelling documentary side of podcasting, um, there's very, very little there uh, at all for uh, the hip hop community. So ultimately, um, you know, I think Breakbeat, uh, the goal and the vision for the platform really is, excuse me, um, you know, is to um, do a couple of things. I mean, I think uh, comprehensively represent the hip hop community's point of view uh, across a diverse range of subject matter. Um, You know, you can find hip hop, obviously, you know, everywhere in the world around us and there's you know, different platforms or places you could go to get something if you're interested in this aspect or that aspect. But I think um, there's nothing comprehensive. It's similar to what the source uh, did for the hip hop community back in the day was the magazine of hip hop music, culture and politics. So again, whether it's fashion, whether it's sports, whether it's, you know, social justice, whether it's health, Um, history, anything, um, there's a point of view that those of us who've grown up with hip-hop from a young age share, whether we're older or younger. That's another big part of the Breakbeat plan is to try to unify the generations a little bit more because, you know, there's been a narrative that's been kind of separating us that's been pushed, I think, more through the music, you know, with the, oh, you know, there's mumble rap isn't real hip hop and oh you guys are just old and out of touch and that kind of back and forth stuff and you know while while somebody who's 50 years old today that grew up on hip hop and somebody that's 21 years old today that's grown up on hip hop they may not like the same music or artists necessarily but beneath the surface of the music is what I'm getting at like I think there there's a mindset there's a way of thinking and looking at lots of things that that we share because of our influence of, uh, from hip hop. And typically, you know, we have a different way of thinking about a lot of things than people who aren't influenced by hip hop. You can kind of always tell on certain topics like who's really part of hip hop and who isn't. So uh, to me, that's where the void lies. And, and, and that's where the vision is to try to create uh, premium, compelling uh, content that um, can help, Cross the generations, uh, bring us, you know, further together and, and fill that void for something, you know, that looks at uh, the world comprehensively from the hip hop lens.
0: I dig it. And with Breakbeat, is it just going to be housed around podcasts or is there going to be other original media content on there as well?
1: sure i mean the, the the first phase of breakbeat is podcast network so it will be initially just uh, a variety of different types of podcasts but there are uh plans to to grow the platform uh we have a technology side that we're um, going to implement and we're going to get into other forms of content as well um, so those are becoming you know down the road as we get as we get rolling but podcast is just a great place to start it's such a you know, dynamic space right now. And there's a lot of real advantages to getting into the podcast industry um, right now.
0: Most definitely. And I see that you already have, what, three shows lined up on there that just uh, got jumped off and some familiar faces. Um, Can we talk about how did you go about seeking out your talent in podcasts that you you have to join the network?
1: Sure. I mean, um, you know, there's a few people that you may have seen that are what I call kind of like my my unsigned hypes for breakbeat yeah. these are these emerging stars that you know a lot of us have probably seen them on social media been following them so don't call me white girl for example I mean she's the one that created the whole why you being weird to me that's been going on everywhere the last Perfect. month yeah. that's all from her just she was on Gilly's podcast at one point right Exactly. That that's actually where I first really seen her was on the million dollars worth of game. They had her as a co-host last year for a bunch of episodes and she was, you know, incredible. And uh so I just, you know, I had an eye on her and said this is somebody who, you know, who who needs a platform and and has potential to be huge. I love that she's, you know, kinda gritty and, and and street, but she's also, you know, smart and brings, you know, an intellectual, you know, side to things. And I think that's a big part of, you know, what defined the source was the balance between kind of those two things and something that I'm looking to bring back with Breakbeat. And then um, the other one that I would put in that category is uh, Funny Marco. Um, you know, a lot of us have been following him, watching him do the hilarious you know, stunts that he pulls in the Walmarts and everywhere. And, you know, he's done this all independently built up this huge following for himself, but, um, you know, I just think he, he has a, uh, you know, just a talent and a comedic brilliance about, about him that's special. And I think, you know, that can be applied into the podcast world. And so we're building a a really fun podcast with him, uh, right now that we're uh, shooting in Atlanta. So that'll uh, drop later this month. Um, And, uh, you know, then I have the the show that actually that launches today is called Culturati. Um, Culturati is hosted uh, by Kierna Mayo. Uh, Kierna is a a veteran uh, media maven and, and hip hop journalist and executive uh, with many, many years of experience, uh, having uh, worked at The Source, having uh, co-founded Honey Magazine, which was a really important magazine for, you know, for Black women and hip hop and um, many other things. She's got a, you know, incredible reputation. And I just think she's a she's uh, an amazing, you know, talent and uh, has a great, you know, handle on what's going on and, and how to present stories in, in a unique way. So her, her show uh, launches today, Coach Arati. Um she's already had some amazing guests on there, W. Kamau Bell and Q-Tip and uh, telling the backstory of Honey Magazine and uh, things like that. So those are, those are a few of the launch ones, um, you know, uh, and I can get into some of the other content as well. Um, if you like, but those are, those are the first three, you know, that we're coming out with.
0: Yeah, most definitely. What other um, content do you have brewing in the works for the uh Breakbeat platform?
1: Okay. Well, the next few uh, shows coming uh, where well, you can see behind me uh, a little bit, the Dave May show. Uh, so I'll be launching my own podcast um, later this month as well. Um, and uh, I'm excited about that to kind of bring, you know, my, thoughts, my perspectives, my relationships out, you know, more into the public. I've always been, you know, more of a behind the scenes type of person, which is, you know, why a lot of people, you know, watching this may not know about Dave Mays. Um, You know, if you weren't really involved in hip hop in the, in the, you know, 90s and early 2000s, you might not. Um, So, uh, but, um, you know, I'm excited to kind of bring myself out and, and uh, share a lot of my, you know, views and and have some really interesting conversations. There's a lot of people in hip hop uh, that I've known, you know, since the start of their careers. And, you know, I can talk to these folks in a way that, you know, not too many other people can. Um, You know, then on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, well, one one other one I don't want to forget is is Trapping Anonymous. Um, And uh, that's something that had been released as an audio podcast uh, in the past few years and, and kind of built up a, a big underground following and we're bringing it back uh, with Chris Samuel, the host and a producer um, in an audio, in a video form. So, you know, it, it's we, uh, uh, he interviews people anonymously with their voice and their face distorted. And uh, he really gets some incredible stories out of people, whether, you know, he's talking to a, a a preacher uh whether he's talking to a a plastic surgeon a stripper you know uh different type of people and they they really open up a really interesting podcast um that's coming and then the the storytelling ones the two big ones that we're working on already are um an eight-part series that tells the story of the unsigned hype column from the source magazine for those that don't know Unsigned Hype that I mentioned earlier, you know, Unsigned Hype was the column where we reviewed an unsigned rapper's demo tape every month in the source. So through that column, we discovered Biggie, we discovered DMX, Eminem, Common, Mob Deep, Component Noriega, David Banner, Joelle Santana, J Electronica, Wale, there's a long list of people uh, who got discovered by the source Unsigned Hype. Uh, Before they ever got record deals and um, so there's a really interesting story about that column that's never been told so we're, we're bringing everybody back together that was involved in that worked at the source and the different artists and people and how the impact of that column was was enormous. Uh, And then the other big story is. um, uh, We're doing a 10 part series on on the life of Larry Hoover and uh, his story has never been told in, you know, one, in any real authentic and meaningful way, uh, and it's also never been told in an authorized fashion. Um, So, you know, we're the first uh, company that's working directly with him and his family to tell the story and get, you know, the truth out about a lot of things about Larry um, that people don't know. His story, you know, starts in the 60s, but is relevant even up To this day, you know, his name is still, you know, uh, mentioned. uh, It's relevant to what's going on with the gun violence in Chicago uh, today and understanding the history and the causes of that. When you learn more about Larry Hoover and what happened with him, Um, you know, the criminal justice system. You know, this is a man who's been incarcerated now, you know, uh, about 50 years, and he's been in the federal supermax now for 25 years um, you know, with El Chapo and uh, the Unabomber and all these type of people. And, you know, Larry is is really a political prisoner, in my opinion. Uh, he's someone that, you know, they felt they had to put away permanently like that uh, because he was revolutionizing and reforming the Gangster Disciples and, you know, rebranding as growth and development, introducing, you know, the idea of political empowerment uh, to these communities in a way that had never been done before and um so anyway that's an amazing story that i'm super excited uh that we're going to be uh coming out with as a 10-part uh docuseries on breakbeat
0: yeah you coming with the heat straight off like i appreciate that because we as a, as a the new generation got into the whole podcast world and the whole internet phase of things with social media it's like a a, consent, a consistent urge for more and um we want you know, these stories that we probably never even got full in depth with. We want that. Like, um, when I, on my day to day, just when I'm working or anything, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening to interviews. I'm constantly searching for more content whether it's old or new. Um, and I know you're somebody who you got, you are part of building what they consider the hip hop Bible, you know? And to me, I feel like you all, always had a pulse on what the culture is as far as the hip-hop world and music media and everything. So the transition until now, I believe that you already kind of had your eye on what it would pro- possibly be looking like now in the future when you uh, wanted the transition, taking the source from press to digital.
1: Sure. Sure. I mean, in some ways, this is a continuation of of the vision that I was building towards with The Source, because, of course, The Source started as a, a newsletter, a piece of paper. Uh, then it became a magazine, uh, a global magazine. And then, of course, you know, I started The Source Awards and we got into the television business and had several TV shows and a lot of other things. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I ended up leaving The Source 15 years ago and really didn't get to follow it through to where I I saw it going. And um, in some ways it's worked out great because, you know, 15 years later, hip hop is bigger than it's ever been before. Um, But nobody has really filled that space and, and created a platform. And part of it's been because of just, the crazy world of media, has going on, you know, with the in- introduction of the internet and then social media and how those basically, you know, undermined newspapers, magazines, cable, television, radio, all these things have been crumbling. And so it's been, you know, a wide open space where things are all over the place and people are still trying to kind of figure out the business model and uh, uh, media for the future. So, um, You know, podcast, uh, podcasting um, um, is a great medium and, and a podcast network. What I realized is sort of it is a digital magazine, you know, something that people have talked about for 20 years doing digital magazines, but it's never worked. I mean, there's no digital magazine. We say, oh, I go and read this digital magazine every week or something like that. Um, but a podcast network kind of functions like that, because again, it allows you to bring these different subjects, like you will find different sections in the magazine that you will flip through. Now they're podcasts, uh, on different subject matters with different hosts and different kind of, you know, points and stories, like we talked about telling stories. So, um, yeah, so, uh, um, I think it's, you know, I think it's, uh, an amazing time and the right time. Um, and um, I think it's needed. And, and I think, you know, people will, will, uh, you know, hopefully um, connect with the content and the authenticity of the content. Um, and that's what, you know, hopefully will will drive the platform success.
0: Yeah. Or with that being said, do you feel like you was ahead of your time when you was looking into the, the digital aspect of bringing the content to the Internet?
1: Yeah, in some ways. I mean, for people that know the story, you know, behind me leaving the source, I mean, one of the biggest parts of it was I bet the farm on the internet in the late 90s when the dot-com first really came out and it was going crazy. And every commercial on TV was dot-com this, dot-com that. Um, And I really got excited about being able to take hip-hop culture and the voice of the source all over the world directly to the people. We were already selling the magazine in many, many countries around the world, but there's nothing like being able to reach somebody directly through their computer or through their phone. Um, you know, millions and millions and millions of hip-hop fans in every country around the world uh, uh, I knew, you know, would, would be interested uh, in, in in the content and and what we were doing and building the community out. So I I did have a big vision, uh, but I was ahead of my time. I, you know, like a lot of uh, companies in that early stage, you know, they came and just things didn't develop fast enough for the business of, of internet and websites. And uh, that really was the beginning of the end for me at the source was the gamble I took on, on the internet. Um, So Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking about a lot of this stuff and, you know, now I get a chance to to apply it in in the real world in, in 2021 and beyond.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing though, because like now we look at what the music media and, um, you know, the, just the space of how the magazines lost their way with print and now everything is internet and digital and what it is now you look at it like, man, I, I was looking at this. I had, I had this future in mind already. And now that's what it's about. Now everybody's online. There's not a time where I, I go to the store and I even think about picking up a, uh actual press magazine from anywhere anymore. Those days is kind of like behind us. Um, so for the, for the newer generation of, uh, you know, these hip hop fans who didn't come into this looking at print magazines and everything. Um, I want to get them introduced to who you are and your, co- your real contribution to hip hop and your humble beginnings with the source magazine. How did that, how did that all start up?
1: Um, well, you know, it starts with, with me growing up in Washington, DC. That's where I was born and raised. Um, you know, just got exposed to music and culture um, you know, at an early age and, and just took a real interest in it. Um, and, uh, when, you know, the source starts, I graduate from high school in 86 in 1986 and I attend Harvard as a undergrad. Um, when I get there, um, it's a little bit of a shell shock for me. Um, Just the people there is very, very different from the types of people I was used to hanging out with, you know, um, you know, in D.C. Um, And um, so I ended up um, joining the radio station and which was playing classical music mostly and convincing them to uh, give me a show that would play hip hop, uh, you know, on the weekends, late night. And that kind of gave me a way to get in touch with the, the people in the greater Boston area, because the station, you know, had a big reach um, across, you know, the city and the the whole metropolitan area. Um, so that's how it started was through the radio show, I became, you know, I built up a following and I got connected to uh, hip hop at a time. This is, you know, the kind of the emergence of the golden era of hip hop. You know, uh, we're going from, you know, Grandmaster Flash and Sugar Hill Gang and Fat Boys, uh, you know, into, you know, KRS-One, Rock Kim, Public Enemy, NWA, things like that. This is a really exciting time in in the, you know, evolution of of hip hop, going to a whole nother level of creativity and lyrics and consciousness and all kinds of things. Um, So anyway, um, The Source, ultimately, I started... um, uh, between my sophomore and junior years as a newsletter for listeners to my radio show, people would always call in the show and want to know information what you know where, you know, when is the new, you know, uh, NWA album coming out, you know who produced this or just anything about hip hop people wanted to know. And back then there was nowhere you could go to find out anything there was no newspaper writing about it magazine TV radio station nothing so. Kind of the idea came out of those answering those calls and listening to the the fans and saying, wow, I can create a newsletter because I had information I was getting, building up relationships with all the independent hip hop labels in the in the 80s, the Def Jams, the Jive Records, the Tommy Boys, all these type of labels. And I would get information about what was going on. And that's how it started. And, um, you know, I was always an entrepreneur when I was kind of growing up in D.C., always hustling, trying to find ways to make money. So, you know, this combined my entrepreneurial side and, and drive that I had with this music and culture that I was so, you know, in love with and passionate about and saw so much, you know, potential and, and power in what hip hop was doing, you know, unifying people. Hip hop, even to this day, is, you know, the most unifying, you know, force in the world uh, in terms of crossing boundaries that not much else, you know, can do, you know, whether you're rich, poor, black, white, Chinese, you know, uh, East, West, what have you. I mean, hip hop crosses so many traditional, uh, dividing lines in our society and, and has the power to, to bring people together of so many diverse backgrounds. And, you know, I was seeing that, um, in, in, in those days. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's uh
0: that's that's how how it all got started. So you know, from you starting it there at Harvard University, and you having a radio thing going, you starting out with the newsletters and everything. How did that lead to you linking with Benzino? Uh,
1: well, Benzino had a a group in Boston at that time uh, called the Almighty RSO, and um, I have read in a somewhere I read that they had won the Boston Music Award for best rap group. And I was like, oh, man, I got to I got to track these guys down and, you know, invite them up to my radio show, that type of thing. So I I did find them and invited them up. And, you know, that's how the relationship started. And, um, you know, we kind of became friends uh, in those years while I was at Harvard. And then, you know, later on, he would uh, move down to New York uh, and eventually, you know, I, I would bring him into the source.
0: Most definitely, most definitely, and then what you guys had going for years and years is, man, the stories that comes from the source will have us on here all day. So when I when I want to get into this next part of it is, you guys start off, you guys link, and then magic happens from there. Um, My first question is, what is your relationship like with Benzino now today? Um, Well, we haven't spoken
1: in a number of years now. Um, You know, we kind of just decided to part ways. And, you know, for me, I really wanted to, you know, take some time off, regroup, think about, you know, how to create something like breakbeat, and, um, you know, so, um, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of how that, how that's gone. And, you know, it's been good for me to kind of be able to just sit back and, and kind of focus on my ideas around this and try to recreate the kind of, you know, vision and excitement and magic that the source had. Um, And I think, you know, I think it can be done.
0: Because with the magic of the source, man, it was like when they say it was the hip hop Bible, the biggest of the biggest went to the source magazine for the write-ups, the reviews, the mic system. Um, I, I just appreciate what you guys did for that era of music, that era of hip hop. I remember buying these print magazines when I was younger and tearing out the the posters in them or the, the pictures in there and put putting them on my wall it was that important and so with the source starting up and the people that you all introduced I mean it's amazing when you find people from the source that now um you guys kind of the biggest of the uh artists came to you all um how does that change your your mindset with the digital aspect now with now you could just get on ig and go to shade room and find news that's going on now everybody had to wait to whatever was published to get the news from the source like whenever that new issue came out how how do you feel about that transition is is that something that you feel is oversaturating the field or do you think it's good for where hip-hop stands right now
1: um when you say oversaturating the field you mean just in terms of the amount of media digested
0: now you know and yeah, let me reiterate that. The, the way it's digested now is like, it's overly consumed that it's like a, a microwave thing. Like we find out something and it's just like, we don't even get to sit on it and appreciate it. So how do you feel like that is now versus how it was with the source? Or is it just a time thing? Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely different. And and, and the way,
1: you know, people consume media and their attention spans, you know, like, you know, have, have changed a lot. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think, uh, when people aren't on social media, you know, they might find, uh, a a movie or a TV show that they still, you know, like to watch for, you know, 30 minutes, an an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Um, so there, there are other forms of, you know, entertainment and things that you do where, you know, you will focus on something for a longer period of time. I just think, you know, it has to be, uh, something that's, that's compelling and that's going to grab people's attention, um. And, uh, you know, um, we'll develop things, you know, when I when I mentioned get into the technology side, you know, things like that, where we'll be able to get into that you know, game of the fast moving, you know, short, quick, fast information. Uh, but, you know, podcasts are also, you know, a way to stay relevant because podcasts come out like that. You know, you you record the podcast, you put it out, you know, that day or the next day and and get information and thoughts out there quickly as well. So I think it it's a great, you know, medium again to start in. And I think uh, you know, a lot of the podcast material that we're creating, um, you know. Can get, go viral and go out on social media. Different little clips of things that are said here and there. So, um, you know, I think it's a balance, um, you know, of, of, of those things. Um, yeah,
0: definitely. So, I got some rapid fire questions for you. I'm gonna I'm come at you with them, and you know, you you just tell me um, a little bit of information behind it. You know, it's not gonna be anything too crazy, All right?
1: <laughs> I'll try. I'll try.
0: <laughs> it's not gonna be anything too crazy. Um source awards what do you have to say about that the beginning of it and where did you see it uh how do you look at it now now we have the BET hip-hop awards
1: sure yeah I think the new BET hip-hop awards airs tonight Uh, I mean it's hard to give a quick answer about the source awards so much much to say um loaded question definitely it, it was it was created in 1991 um because I wanted to find a way to recognize and, and honor the talent and the creativity within the hip-hop culture and the industry. And nobody was giving hip-hop its props or its respect back then. Um, you know, the Grammys started a rap category, but the people they nominated were, you know, were awful. They weren't the people we really listening to every day or, you know, just people didn't respect it. People thought that rap was a fad people thought that you know there was no skill involved in rapping you're just ah, bah, bah, bah. you know there's no skill involved in producing hip-hop music you're just sampling you know things like that and you know for those of us in the culture like we knew like this is some incredibly powerful stuff that's going on and there's some amazing talent uh that it takes and creativity it takes to uh you know express hip-hop in a way it was being expressed to us So it really started with a desire to, you know, recognize and honor uh, the creatives within the hip-hop world. And uh, in 91, 92, uh, we got a day on Yo! MTV Raps where we gave out some awards. But 94, I was finally able to create the first big show in the theater at Madison Square Garden, 5,000 people, and, you know, set on the path to turning it into a full-scale award show. Um, and I mean, of course, you know, the Source Awards were a staple, like the magazine and the culture. It was something that was like the Super Bowl of hip hop that people look forward to every year. You know, it was the one place where everyone from hip hop could get together. I mean, that was a big part of it for me, too, was being able to reach out to all the different camps and entities and get everybody, you know, the puffs. Puffy's, the uh, Suge Knight's, the Jade Prince's, the Master P's, the, you know, the different heads of the major entities, and be able to kind of, you know, get everybody to rally behind the idea of having our own awards show, something that we could control, and something that really, you know, gave us uh, the platform that we deserved, and, you know, uh, uh, people bought into that vision with me and um supported it and that's how i was able to really you know make it happen and again it went on to uh you know become one of the most successful hip-hop shows on television ever and at the time for sure and um you know many many iconic moments that uh that took place um got source awards over the years
0: the next one the mic system um how did that come about
1: um the
0: mic system
1: was started also around 1991 maybe 1990 91 well it was started as a rating system um you know we were reviewing albums in the source um and singles also we would write reviews about them and we came up just with the idea you know let's do a rating like you know they rate movies or other things when you, you know, would would see them in a magazine or a newspaper or one, one to five stars, that type of thing people were doing. So we came up with the one to five rating. Um, at first it wasn't a microphone. It was like an exploding record image that we had one to five. Uh, but the rating system was one was totally whack and five was a hip hop classic. And then, you know, other definitions in between, but, um, you know, the source, one of the also defining things about it is, you know, we really took our job seriously. Like we were in this because we loved the music and the culture and we wanted to kind of share it with the world. And so it was about good music and we took that seriously. I mean, if you had a great, you know, song or album coming out, we wanted to, you know, let everybody know about it and and share that. Um, And it didn't matter if you were you know, on a major record company or independent, you know, we try to just support, you know, the the good talent and and stuff that was really relevant. And so we took the ratings seriously, and um, you know, the the the, the consumers really uh, and the industry took it seriously. I mean, uh, right. as years went on, you know, again, if you you know, you, people would buy albums, they would go to the record store buy the issue of the source would pick up the new issue of the source, go to the ratings and see if you had four, four and a half or five mics. I mean, you were buying it off rip immediately, just without even listening to it. If if it had those ratings, that's how much people trusted it. And an artist, you know, would go into the studio in that era and try to make a five mic album. That was their goal to make a five mic album. And, you know, they you know, went to the studio thinking about that every day. Um, uh, so it was you know it was an incredibly influential part of the magazine and and uh yeah that's that's how it all started
0: and then quickly um I know it's another loaded one unsigned hype, sure, sure. I mean, I touched
1: on that a little bit earlier of unsigned hype, you know it' was the column we started in in nineteen ninety uh to review demo tapes as the source started growing as a small magazine. People would start sending in their demos uh to us, and we were building up this you know pile of cassette tape demos and finally you know came up with the idea let's let's pick out the best ones and and put them in the magazine and review them in the magazine and uh so that column again you know uh uh, my man Matty C ran the column for the first five years or so Matty C uh uh picked DMX's demo out put him in uh unsigned hype long before um uh you know uh he ever got signed. you know biggie small's demo was brought to maddie by mr c and matt loved it put it in a magazine um a few weeks later i get a call from puff as diddy to you know those that know him as diddy today uh puffs telling me that um you know he was doing a and r at uptown at the time uptown records and they had just given him a deal for bad boy as an imprint label with uptown and he said he's looking for new rappers do i know any and so i immediately went down to maddie's office and said matt you know what do we got and he was like man you know this new this new biggie smalls is crazy and matt sent the tape up to puff and big got signed like a month later just like that um legendary Yeah. So there's a lot of stories like that, that we'll be talking about in the unsigned hype. Uh, uh, It's called, it was all a dream. um, The the, uh, inside story of, of unsigned hype. That's the series that we're producing right now.
0: Got it. Dope, man. I appreciate you. There's so much I could talk to you about. Um, I want to hold you up, man. Can you tell everybody where they could find the Breakbeat network?
1: Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, you can go on any of the, Podcast apps where you listen to podcasts, you know, Apple, Spotify, et cetera, Google, and you can search the podcasts, you know, Don't Call Me White Girl and Culturati are the first ones that are out now. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, you'll be able to search and find The Dave May Show and um, uh, The Funny Marco. Uh, uh, podcast uh, but you can also go to our website breakbeatmedia.com we have a lot of information there and links to the shows and links to our youtube page where you can watch the don't call me white girl uh, shows that are out um, and on social media like instagram we're at breakbeat media um, same thing on twitter um, so yeah go go and check us out my my ig is at the real dave mays if you want to follow. Me and what I'm, you know, what I'm doing personally, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's how you do it. So, you know, please go out there, check check out some of the shows, and and let us know what you think.
0: Most definitely, and we got to do this again, man, because there's so much I could rap to you about um, that we can delve into. But you know, I wanted to take this time out to talk to you about breakbeat and what you have going now, and give the people a little bit of a history of you know what you started and what it became uh, for the culture um so I greatly appreciate you joining me here at the living room podcast man
1: yeah yeah thank you for having me and and, um you know look forward to checking this episode out and we'll stay in touch yeah I'll I'll, I'll be back
0: most definitely thank you CJ no problem I'm, I'm gonna send you um this when it's done as well man I already connected with you on IG as well okay yeah if you
1: can either direct message me there so I have your info or you know get my My email is dave.mayes at breakbeatmedia.com. If you want to, you know, email me anything directly and we'll stay in touch.
0: I appreciate y'all checking in with me here today. Special shout out to Dave Mays, Special shout out to Julia Beverly. Um, special shout out to everybody who loves hip hop, man. Y'all go follow Dave Mays on Instagram at the real Dave Maze. Follow me on Instagram at jashad 904 That's J-A-S-H-A-A-D-904. And make sure you check out any of my previous interviews at anchor.fm backslash living room for all the previous content I've put out throughout the last year or so. Alright. And make sure that you all stay up with me. And um I'm gonna keep The content coming for y'all, the people, for the culture, alright? And just remember before you come in the living room, take your shoes off.